How's everybody this morning? God bless you. Listen, before we begin, I want to give some shout-outs. I understand someone in France has been listening regularly to the weekly encouragements. God bless you. I hope you're being inspired and encouraged and share the word with someone else all the way from France. Amen. I also understand someone in Mississippi, Washington, and Virginia is listening. And may God bless you. And let's pass the word along. Let's encourage folks, especially in times like these. All right, this morning I want to talk about the right place and the right time. The right place and the right time. And I'm coming from Joshua 1, 2 and 3, and then 11 and 13, and then Joshua 2, 1 through 21 and 6, 25. And it reads as follows, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people... Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set foot, as I promised Moses. Go through the camp, that's the 11th verse, and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. 13. Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he said, the Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. And Joshua, the son of the nun, secretly sent out from Shittim two men as spies. Go and look over the land. Check out Jericho. So they left and they arrived at the house of a harlot, or a whore, if you please, named Rahab, and they stayed there. Second verse, and the king of Jericho was told, and this is what he said, we just learned that men arrived tonight to spy out the land. These are folks from Israel. The king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, bring out the men who came to you and stay the night in your house. They're spies. They're not there to get no no woman. They're they're spies. Uh, They've come to spy out the whole country. Uh, The woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, listen, two men did come to me. But I didn't know where they came from. Uh, It was dark, and when the gate was about to shut, the men left. And I have no idea now where they went. But if you hurry up and chase them, you can catch them. Now, actually, she had taken them up on the roof and hid them. And she had no intention of telling these men something had moved on her and she didn't want to tell these soldiers where she had hit him. And so she hit him under some straw on top of the roof. So the men set uh, chase down under the roof. This is what she said. She said, go and chase him and see if you can find him, telling the soldiers. And she sent them in the wrong direction. Uh, so the men set chase down the Jordan toward the forts. And as soon as they were gone, the gate was shut. Eighth verse, before the spies were down for the night, 
the woman came to them on the roof, and this is what she said. Listen, I know that God, now this is a whore talking. I know that God has given you this land. And we're all afraid. Everyone in the country feels hopeless. We heard how God dried up the waters of the Red Sea before you, when you left Egypt, and, 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 and what he did to the Amorite kings east of the Jordan and Sihon and Og, and, 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 and whom you put under a holy curse and destroyed. We know all about what God has done for the children of Israel. We heard it, and our hearts sank. We all had the wind knocked out of us. And all because of you, you and your God, your God, the God of the heavens above and the God of the earth below. Now promise me, by God, I showed you mercy. Now you need to show me some mercy and my family some mercy. In other words, I saved y'all and y'all need to save us because I know what you're getting ready to do. And, 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 and give me some tangible proof. I want a guarantee of life for my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and everyone connected with my family. I want you to save our souls from death because I know what y'all getting ready to do. Our lives for yours, said the men. I, we, we, we don't have no problem with that. We're going to go back and tell our folks, our lives for yours. That's, that's cool. We, we, we appreciate what you're doing, and, 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 and that's how we're going to do this. But my, now here's something we got to say to you. Don't tell anyone of our agreement, of our business. And when God turns this land over to us, because we all know that's what's going to happen, we will do right by you in mercy because you had mercy on us. And so in 15th verse, she lowered them down out a window uh, with a rope because the house was right on the edge of the city, on the city wall. <laughs> That's funny. You got a whorehouse right on the edge of the city. Easy access, huh? Anyway, we will move on. Uh, she told him, listen, run for the hills so your pursuers won't find you. And I want you to hide out for three days and then give your pursuers time to return and then you can get on your way. And the men told her, listen, in order for us to keep this oath that you made us swear, here is what you need to do. Hang this red rope out the window through which you let down and gather your entire family with you in this house, father, mother, brothers, sisters, anybody you won't say. Now, anyone who goes out of the door of this house into the street and is killed, that's not on us. That's on them. That's on you. We're not responsible. But everyone within the house, we're taking full responsibility for that. If anyone lays a hand on any one of them, then that's on us. But if you tell anyone what we discuss, what our business is here, then the oath you made us swear 
it, it's canceled. It don't mean nothing. We're no longer responsible. She said, if that's what you say, then that's the way it is. And she said, y'all gone now. And they left and she hung the red rope out the window. Now, I find this rather interesting. Because uh, if you look at the 25th verse of the 6th chapter, it says, But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute. So they've gone back and they've told Joshua, the, the general, and they've come in just like they, they knew, everybody knew they would, and took over Jericho. Everybody was killed, but he spared everybody in the house of Rahab. Everybody who belonged to her. Because... She hid the men that were spies to Jericho. And and, and I, I find that incredible, absolutely incredible. You know, it just goes to show you, God can use anybody. Anytime he feels like it, God can use anybody. Rahab was a prostitute. She was a whore. As they say on the street, she was a hoe. Now, now, let's get something straight. She wasn't the temple kind. Now, they had temple prostitutes back then. I mean, if you ever heard me preach, you've heard me talk about some of them temple prostitutes, uh, which was idolatry. Uh, but no, no, this wasn't the kind of, of whore Rahab was. She wasn't a church household, you know, the kind of going in and sleep with all the different men in the church. No, 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 that's not, that's not who she was. She was working for money, didn't even believe in God, didn't even go to church, okay? But the Lord moved on Joshua, for whatever reason, to send spies to Jericho so they could take that land. And then, Jer and then Joshua sent the spies to uh, Jericho, and the first house they come to is a whole house. My God. Now, now that's incredible. Rahab uh, may have lived her life in guilt, in despair, in agony. I mean, she was a hoe. So she's she, she doing a lot of things with a lot of people, and she obviously is not a happy person, but she's making money. And she felt that was the way she needed to, to do her life. Uh, and, and, and she may have felt used up. She may have felt empty, but on this particular night, something was about to happen. God can move on us at any time, in any place, in any way. We just have to be open to it. Basically, we have to be in the right place at the right time. Huh? Huh? And here this woman was, this whore, this prostitute, waiting for another customer. Another John. When two men showed up. Now they just happened to be spies from Israel. And they went to Rahab's house by chance. Was it really chance? Did the Spirit of the Lord lead them there? Because that's that's not exactly where uh, Joshua told them. He told them to go to Jericho, but somehow they get to this whorehouse. I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes God can lead us places that are just absolutely strange. Workplaces, to a store, 
on a particular airplane in a particular seat. Uh, you know, I, I mean, God can put us in the right place at the right time for something he has for us to do. And we don't know anything about it. And the spirit of the Lord will move on us as God sees fit. And this is what happened right here. Now, it just so happened that the Jericho Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, was working just near the whorehouse. That, that's convenient. <laughs> Policemen working right near the whorehouse. And, and they saw the men, and they looked at them and said, now, I don't recognize these boys. They ain't, I don't know if they've ever been this way before. In fact, they look like foreigners. They actually look like Israelites. And so they went back and told the king, and the king said, well, in that case, you know, I've been having some strange dreams about uh, them Israelites coming over here. Let's go get them and arrest them, and we find out what this is all about. So they sent soldiers to Rahab's house. Now, the Spirit of the Lord moved on Rahab. Now, she's not a believer. Don't go to church. In fact, she's a hoe. And she, well, for whatever reason, hid the spies. And she told them, she said, listen, I know who you are. You ain't here for the tale, okay? That, that's not what you're here for. I know that and you know that, okay? Now, I know you're here because God sent you. Wow. Can you imagine being in a whorehouse? And the madam of the house tells you, listen, listen, you belong to Jesus. You ain't got no business here. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I know these weren't regular deacons of the church because they might have been there for a whole different reason. But we, we I, I digress. We're not going to go there. She, 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 she said, listen, I know why y'all here and I know God sent you. And, and this is when she came up with a plan as moved on by the Spirit of the Lord to send the king's soldiers on a wild goose chase in a totally different direction. They're asking her about the men that came, and she's telling them, oh, yeah, I saw those men, but I didn't know where they came from. I thought they was just some Johns, you know, looking for some fun. And, hey, they had their fun, and they done gone out the gate. But if you hurry, you can catch them. And, of course, none of that was true. This was a strange and unlikely place where whores abound. This is Jericho. Did you know that back then this was Las Vegas? This was the Las Vegas back then. You wanted some fun? You went to Jericho. You, you wanted some women? You went to Jericho. You wanted a wild time and bright light? You went to Jericho. Known for its centrality. It's corruptness. You wanted something and, 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 it, and it was under the cover? It, it, it was in the dark? You went to Jericho. Now, that just seems like an unlikely place for a whore to find the spirit of the Lord. I've, I've, I've heard men justify to me when I'm counseling them and tell me, well, the reason I was at the Mustang Ranch well, the reason I was at the cherry patch, well, the reason I was with Susie, man, don't nobody want to hear that. We know why you were there. But in this case, the spirit of the Lord 
moved on the whore and moved on the men. And, you know, God goes to unlikely places to do extraordinary things. That, that's a matter of fact. In fact, I, if you if you follow me preaching, you remember the story with Balaam and the talking donkey. Uh, Balaam is trying to go curse the children of Israel, knowing that it's wrong, knowing that God told him not to do it. And as he goes down the path, the donkey just stopped. And he started hitting the donkey, and, and the donkey still wouldn't move. And finally, the donkey started talking. And the donkey said, why are you striking me? And Balaam said, what the, <laughs> you doing talking? He said, listen, I ain't moving. And Balaam said, listen, I own you. You my donkey. You're going to move. And he came in and said, don't you hit me again. And the donkey said, why don't you look up? And he looked up and there was a spirit in the path. That's why I ain't moving. Huh? God moves in ardent, in, in unlikely ways, in unlikely places, and does extraordinary things. Huh? And Rahab may have been looking for men to have sex with, but what she found instead were men filled with the Spirit of the Lord. <laughs> you know, every every whole can't say that. Even though sometimes she finds men from the alleged church, they ain't filled with the Spirit of the Lord. Huh? For, for, for whatever reason, God moved heaven and earth to bring salvation to Rahab's house. Only God knows why. And, and here is the ironic thing about the whole ordeal. The information that these spies, these two men, brought back to Joshua when they got away, Joshua already knew. So why did he send them? He didn't send them to that house. He sent them to Jericho. But he already knew the layout because the Spirit of the Lord had moved on him. So what was really the purpose of this little trip? I'll tell you what I believe it was. God wanted to put Rahab in the right place at the right time. And God wanted salvation to come to her house. Wow, what a mighty God we serve. What grace, what mercy. Huh? You tell me God won't move heaven and earth to bless somebody? He sent his son all the way from heaven down to save a wrench like you and me? And, and, and how, 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 preacher, can we know when something like this is happening to us. How, how can we know? Well, I'm going to tell you this. It's not your business to know. Your business is to be available and obedient like Peter was when Jesus told him to cast his nets on the other side of the boat and move the boat out into the water. Our business is just to be obedient and to be available. And God will place us in the right place at the right time. We, we need to just be ready and be willing to be what God wants us to be for his intended purpose. You know, so often we say, Lord, not my will, 
but thy will be done. You better mean it. You you better mean it. Uh, and then God will do the rest. God will get us to the right place at the right time for the right reason. Some of us are wondering, why am I at this job? Why am I still in this marriage? Why, why did I come to this store? Why am I on this plane in this seat? Uh, maybe God has you in the right place at the right time. And you just need to be open to the spirit of the Lord. Maybe God has something for you to do or something for you to say to somebody. Hmm? They're, 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 they're just, maybe the spirit is trying to give utterance through you. And you just need to be obedient. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of you are worried about your past and where you come from and what you've been involved in. And you used to be an alcoholic. You used to be a drug addict. You used to be a prostitute. And you used to be this and used to be that. Let me tell you something. When God wants to move on you, your past is not the sum of who you are. Because God will make you into a new creation. A whole new person. God will transform you by the renewing of your mind. You just have to be in the right place at the right time. If you only expect a minimum from yourself, then that's all you're going to get. But if you want big things to happen, you are dealing with a big God. And you need to pray to him and say, Lord, I am at your disposal. Do with me what you will. And mean it. Don't just say it. Don't just recite it. Huh? And I'm going to tell you something else. All your old family and friends, they don't define who you are. Huh? Don't let them define who you are. Your actions define who you are. What you do defines who you are. Stop believing the lies that people are telling you. You ain't going to be nobody. You ain't going to be nothing. Your daddy was nothing. And you ain't going to be. You come from nothing. Stop believing that mess. Huh? You will be whatever God wants you to be when you place yourself in the hands of the Lord and get in the right place at the right time. God can do so much with you if you just avail yourself. Huh? And now we're going to stop right now. We're going to pray for somebody. Somebody under the sound of my voice. We're going to just stop and pray and let the Lord have his way. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now. We don't know whom we're talking to. We don't know what their issue is. We don't know where they are. But what we do know is you're trying to say something to them. And we pray that you open their mind, open their heart. Let them listen to what you're trying to say. Let them feel your presence. Spirit of the Lord, move on this person, whomever they are. 
and God let them know this is what they need to do. Oh, God, we lift somebody up to you right now. I don't know what it is they're going through. I don't know if it's drugs. I don't know if it's alcohol. I don't know if it's a bad marriage. I don't know if it's trying to get married. I don't know if they're marrying the wrong person. I don't know if it's financial. I don't know if they lost a loved one. Whatever they're going through right now, and whatever you're trying to tell them, open up their eyes, open up their heart. In the name of Jesus, creating them a new person that they might be obedient to you, that they might receive your presence and move as you see fit. In the name of Jesus, this is my prayer, and I thank you for the answer and the blessing. Amen. This is Faith Worth Finding Ministries Weekly Encouragements by Nam Ware. God bless you. Please tell a friend.